0: Welcome, friends, to another episode of Baoism Unveiled. I'm your host, C.D. Domitio, and today we have a unique and introspective episode. I'll be interviewing none other than, well, myself, C.D. Domitio. <laughs> Thank you for having me, C.D. It's a pleasure to be here on this fascinating exploration of Baoism. Indeed. So I just want to point out that I'm going to be asking C.D., me, the same questions that I will ask future guests on this podcast. So we're going to run the same format. It's going to be me asking me these questions. And these are the questions also that I'll be asking guests in the future. So anyone that comes on the show, you'll have a really good idea of what this show's all about. Just based on me interviewing me. I think that's a very fair way to go. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. CD, what religion are you? Do you identify as a specific religion or what's your religious background? Can you give us some details on that? Well, I'd like to thank me for asking me that question. Uh, I I think it's a question that is a hard one to answer for a lot of people, especially in the world that we live in. Because in general, religion has become much less important in people's lives than it was in decades past. I wasn't particularly raised in one faith. So my mom was this sort of like hippie new age Christian. My dad had been a Baptist minister, went to seminary, but then became either an atheist or at least an agnostic, someone who believed in science and nothing else, essentially. My aunt was a Jehovah's Witness, and she used to drag us to the Kingdom Hall and take us there. My other aunt and uncle, they were uh, kind of New Age Hindus, you know, involved in meditation and, and that kind of thing. And... As a kid, I had all kinds of fascinations with all kinds of different faiths. You know, I I wasn't really exposed to Buddhism, but my best friend in grade school was a Jewish kid. And then later on, I went to a summer program at the University of Oregon when I was in seventh grade. And my roommate there was part of uh, he was Islamic but not Islamic I don't remember exactly what it was but he, he had a really interesting religion and so all of these things led me when I was in high school and later to start really exploring diverse religions and you know, a big moment for me was discovering the Tao Te Ching. You know, the Tao Te Ching for me was was something that, like, I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. This has all the answers. And it may. It may have all the answers. But then I came across Sufism, and Sufism seemed to have all the answers. And then I came across Gnostic Christianity and Kabbalah and, you know, Judaism. And I came across Islam, and and all of these things had pieces and answers that seemed to fit. So when you ask what religion I am, I don't really have an answer. There's no bucket that really I fit into, except saying that I'm a Baoist. I am a Baoist. Is this a cult? Is Baoism a cult? (laughs) Baoism is definitely the opposite of a cult. So cults have a few things that are really important. They first of all, they have dogma that you have to follow that you have to, you know you have to do this, believe this. They have charismatic leaders who are the ones that tell you the answers or don't tell you the answers. And Baoism just doesn't have any of that stuff. First of all, Baoji means teacher of precious things and you bring your own teachers to Baoism. So for me, you know, I've brought my Baoji to Baoism, you know, who are the people that taught me, the people that gave me these these precious pieces of wisdom. Second of all, there really is no dogma. There is nothing that you have to believe. You don't have to believe that space aliens live on the moon and are in charge of your food. You don't have to believe in, in anything. I mean, if I use that example, cause I don't want to offend anybody else's religion, you know, and I don't think that's anybody's religion. If it is, I'm sorry, but, uh, yeah, you don't have to believe any of that stuff. You don't have to believe the, any of the stuff. You can be a Baoist and have beliefs from Christianity, from Islam, from Judaism, from Hinduism, from Baha'i, it, you know, anywhere. So a Baoist can be someone who has a bucket full of beliefs like I do and just wants to be happy. That's what Baoism is. It's, a, it's an idea that allows you to bring your own teachers and to have a bucket full of beliefs and to focus on what makes you happy. And if we're all happy, it's a better world for all of us. What led you to explore Baoism? So first of all, I want to explain, I didn't invent Baoism. I I sort of put the pieces together, but these are really old ideas that have been around forever. It's just they've never been put together in quite this way. So what led me was I was looking for a bucket that I could fit into, and I tried a bunch of different religions on, none of them fit. I tried a bunch of different philosophies, a bunch of different spiritual practices, none of them really fit. And I just wanted to have something that fit. And I thought, you know, there's probably other people like me who are, have all the pieces that they need and are looking for other pieces and would like to connect with other people that are putting the pieces together, but can't do it because of all these restrictions that might come from whatever. And this is the vehicle for for that to happen. That's all Baoism is. It's a collection of very old ideas, simple ideas, ideas that don't conflict with anybody's religious philosophy. And it's a way to sort of put yourself in a bucket, even if you don't fit in any of the traditional ones, and hopefully to find a way to be happy. Are you trying to be some kind of guru? Oh, my God. No, no, I don't want to be any kind of guru. I don't want to sit on a a pillow and have people, you know, looking up to me like if I have ideas that I can teach to people that I've learned things that I've learned that have brought happiness into my life. I would love to share those things, but I don't want to be anybody's guru. I don't want anybody to think that I'm some sort of divine person because, look, I'm a fundamentally flawed human being. I mean, we all are, but, you know, I could make some definite points of myself being very fundamentally flawed. And so nobody should really be looking to me for like how to live a perfect life or anything like that. I'm not a guru. I'm not a deity. And I don't want to be for sure. And in fact, if anybody doesn't want to be a guru or a deity, you should probably watch out for those people. But again, if that's what you choose, that's your choice. It's just not what I choose. And so I don't want to be a guru and I don't want to you know, be looking up with adoration at people sitting on high dais pillows either. What makes you think that you can add something to religions that have existed as they are for thousands of years? I don't. I mean, the truth of the matter is everything that we need to know has already been said, it's already been taught, and I'm not trying to add anything new into anything. What I am trying to do is create a sort of bridge between different faiths for people who need or want to connect different pieces that haven't traditionally worked together, That's what Baoism is. So it's like a, it's like a browser extension add-on, you know, it's something that makes your browser super powered. Maybe it makes what you have already a little bit more powerful because it gives it more flexibility. Do you really think you have all the answers? No, 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 a thousand times no. I don't have all the answers, but I'd like to get as many of the answers as I can. And that's the reason why it makes so much sense to be able to talk with people of different faiths, to talk with people who have different belief systems, and to approach these belief systems without a sense of trepidation or fear or suspicion, and to be able to find out you know, who their bao G are and what they've learned. C.D., what is a Bao-Gi? I'm sorry. I keep saying things like, you know, and of course, you know, I can't expect anybody to know these things already. Um, this is new. So a bao is a teacher. It's a teacher who teaches you something that makes your life better better, something that makes your life more fulfilling or happier. A bao ji is a teacher. So in Chinese, a bao is like a steamed bun, right? And it actually is a precious treasure is what the word translates to because you open it up and the precious treasure is there. So a bao ji, ji is an honorific that means teacher and respected teacher. So a Bao Ji is a respected teacher, someone who has taught you something that maybe in, even in the smallest of ways has transformed your life. Anyone can be your Bao Ji. Who are some of your Bao Ji? Who are some of your early influences and, and the influences that maybe brought you to this journey of Baoism? That's a great question, CD, and I'm really glad that you asked it. So, even though I don't practice what my parents do, I have to give some credit to my parents. You know, my dad, he was always asking these questions that probably led to his crisis of faith, which were things like, you know, he asked me, last night I dreamed I was a butterfly. So, am I a butterfly who dreamed I was a man or a man who dreamed I was a butterfly? This kind of thing. And then my mom, with her sort of hippie Christian theology, you know, the Jesus stuff, had an impact. But I think the first person who really made me go, huh, I'm interested in this stuff. And there's some questions that need to be answered was probably my aunt Lynn and my uncle Morris as well. They, uh, they're Hindus. I think Hindus, they, they practice a form of meditation and they just sort of asked the questions that really piqued my interest and started me on this journey. Now a little further on, as I mentioned, Lao Tzu, uh, an amazing Baoji for me. You know, as Lao Tzu and the Tao Te Ching that, you know, the gentlest thing in the world overcomes the hardest thing in the world. That which has no substance enters where there's no space. This shows the value of non-action like this kind of thing, you know, is incredible teaching. So I can't tell people how valuable the Tao Te Ching is. It's it seems like just a silly little book of a verse almost. But, you know, teaching without words, performing without actions. That is the master's way. These kind of things are gems but beyond Lao Tzu, my Aunt Lynn, you know, I met this Sufi whirling dervish named Sharif Baba. My brother introduced me to him in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And this guy sitting in a couple of his teachings and, you know, attending a couple of his zikers. Astounding, astounding things were learned. You know, this guy had so many answers because he thought about the questions and he thought about the answers, you know, the same thing goes for, of course, the Buddha is about G to me and Jesus is about G to me as well. You know, I mean, there's so much to be learned from Jesus. There's so much to be learned from the Buddha. There's so much to be learned from Lao Tzu. There's so much to be learned from all of the masters. There's so much to be learned, but we can't all learn it as individuals unless we come together and teach each other, unless we become each other's teachers. So, those are some of my baoji. I don't want to go on too much about it, but um, maybe we can talk about this another time. What are some of the key spiritual teachings that have helped you most along the way? Oh my God, CD. You know, these are the questions. They call these the big questions for a reason. And you expect me just to give you, okay, I'll do my best to give you an answer because you're me and you're asking so nicely, but <laughs> all joking aside. So some of the key spiritual lessons that I've learned along the way. Some of the most important things, maybe, maybe the most important, the single most important thing. I was in Laos and I went for a walk in the jungle and there was this like temple and there was a young monk who was probably 10 years younger than me sitting there. And he and I exchanged some kind words and he spoke English. And so we sat down, we're sharing a cup of tea and just like, you know, he said, he asked me where I was from. I said, from Seattle. He said, Oh, I was there. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, past life. Which, and we both laughed, but then in the, in the same sort of joking frame of mind, I asked him, you know, I said, so what's the key to happiness? And he said, the key to happiness, and he said, this just really matter of factly, the key to happiness isn't getting what you want. It's wanting what you get. And to me, that's one of the most profound spiritual teachings that I've ever encountered. The other one that I've encountered is I I think straight from the Buddha and probably some of the other masters as well. And you've heard it already multiple times. Uh, on this journey that we're on together. And that is the key to happiness is to stop doing bad things, start doing good things, and then to help others stop doing bad things and start doing good things. That really is the key. Those, those two things are really the key, but you know, I could go on and on. I mean, I'll, I'll throw one more out there that has been very useful to me. And that's that you can't take it with you. (laughs) I mean that's that's a huge spiritual lesson that I think most people don't get like we're gonna die. We're go- we're gonna die and the stuff that you have on earth, maybe there's an afterlife, maybe there's like after death, there's another life, but you know, you're not going to be able to take your pencils with you. You're not going to be able to take your books or your cars or your jewelry or your money with you. And if you're in a faith where you think that you can, okay, that's that's fine, but I'm pretty certain that you can't because it's still here when people die. So those are just a few. There's many, many, many more in a life of exploring and a life of seeking. But I think those are the ones that I want to highlight right now. Okay, so why call it Baoji? Why not just say teacherism? Why change good things to rocks and bad things to talks? In Baoism, you say Baoji rocks, not talks. Why not just say... Stop doing bad things, start doing good things, and teach other people. I'm a wordsmith. I like words, and I like the the way things flow. And and frankly, I like Bao Ji better as a spiritual teacher rather than just teacher, because teacher can be such a general word. And in terms of rocks, not talks, good things and bad things just doesn't carry the right weight. So I thought creating words was better. How has Baoism influenced your daily life? It's had a profound impact. The emphasis on stopping bad habits, starting good ones, and helping others resonates deeply. It's like a daily reminder to be mindful of my actions and their impact. Okay, Baoism says, stop doing talks, start doing rocks. So tell us, what are some talks and rocks in your life? It's an incredibly personal question, but I don't mind sharing some. So let's start with the good stuff first. Let's start with some rocks. So I've found that meditation, looking inward, spending time actually coming to know yourself and how your brain works and how your thoughts work and how your inner being works is one of the most valuable things that you can do with your time as a human being. I found that yoga is another thing, using your body, becoming comfortable with your body and what it can do. Now, I don't do these things great. I'm not a master of either one of them, but I see the value in them. These are solid, solid rocks Eating healthy food is another one that's solid rocks. Another one is getting outside, getting in nature, communing with nature, spending time just sitting and looking at nature somewhere away from the beep, beep, beep of our society. That's a huge one. Spending time with friends eating food with people that you enjoy. Now, as far as the talks, like I've engaged in lots of talks, anger, drinking to self-medicate other, you know, intoxicants, like when you're using them in an unhealthy way, trying to self-medicate yourself, all of these like negative emotions that we can talk about, self-centeredness, selfishness, all of these are talks, but we can go even simpler with candy. I like to eat candy. Sometimes I like to just Get a candy bar and eat the whole thing, or a big bag of candy and just eat it. Now that's tox, and I know it's tox. Replacing that with a healthy, good habit, the simplest is turn that into what I want. So if I want a piece of candy, I have to do 10 push ups before it, or maybe change it for eating carrot sticks or bean sprouts, something. But replacing that talks with rocks is going to make me happier. It's going to make me healthier. It's going to make me feel better. It's going to make my brain work better. It's going to be all around good for me and everyone around me. And by extension, everyone on the planet. So rocks, not talks. You've interacted with a lot of different people on this bowest journey so far. and, And what sort of person do you connect with the most? Well, that's a tough one. I tend to connect more with philosophical explorers. People... People like that really align with my perpetual curiosity. Baoism provides a canvas for constant exploration and pursuit of new ideas. I mean, no matter what kind of person you are, and frankly, if you're the kind of person that's drawn to it, you're probably the kind of person that I'd be most likely to be interested in talking to. Okay, so let's look at the launch of Baoism last week. What about that was the most exciting to you? It was heartwarming to get the warm responses, but it was also exciting to see people that were critical or that were looking at it with critical thought or with ways of like questioning that weren't necessarily what I was expecting. As we wrap up, any advice for our listeners exploring Baoism? Yes, embrace the journey. Baoism is a philosophy that adapts to your unique perspective. So take the principles make them your own, and enjoy the process of self discovery and connection, because that is really what it's all about. Those are wise words, CD. Thank you all for joining us on Baoism Unveiled today. And to our listeners, keep exploring, keep celebrating, and most importantly, keep embracing the joy that Baoism brings. Be happy.